With Shem's loving grace, good evening from Ashdod in the south of Israel. This is Laser Brody with another Emuna news update. Today, the Sunday evening, 9 p.m. It is the 12th of November, 2023, and the 29th of Cheshbon, 5784. Earlier in the day, there has been an escalation of violence on Lebanese border, where Hezbollah using anti-tank rockets all across the border. And this time they attacked a civilian, a group of civilian vehicles. It was two civilian vehicles from the electric company repairing a power line that was knocked down in near the Moshav of Dovev on the Lebanese border. And obvious civilian, uh, civilian vehicles and uh, unarmed uh, electric company workers, all six were seriously injured. In fact, six, five seriously injured and the six critically injured at this moment the fighting for his life. And we pray to Hashem that they all should have a full and complete recovery. Further across the border, west on the border is a village called Manara, right next to that village is a Israel IDF base. And they were also hit with anti-tank fire, seven Israeli soldiers injured. So we have 13 injuries on the border. Uh, for the recent days, uh, Israeli government officials, defense establishment officials have been warning Nasrallah and Hezbollah, if you hit a red line, if you hit a red line, what we're going to do, we're going to be threatening day after day. But this is type of uh, European empty, the, the, the Arabs, they laugh at this. Uh, who, who knew the language of the Middle East? That was King David. King David knew the language of the Middle East. And we see this if we open up the first book of Samuel, chapter 30, and exactly how King David reacted in a situation almost identical to the war going on today. Uh, this is King Solomon. His son said nothing new under the sun. And we can see it's an exact what's happening. Uh, what had happened, if you see here on our, our map here, uh, this in the south of Israel, you see Ashdod and then Ashkelon and then Gaza. Here, Kirat Gat, Kirat Gat, this an ancient at the time of before King David became king, in the time of King Saul, this area here was Philistine. This area more to the east was Judea. And since King Saul was chasing David, he was jealous of his son in law, he wanted to kill his son in law. So David fled Judea and he went to Gat, which is Kirat Gat of today, Gat right here. And Achish was the king of God, and Achish was more than happy to give King David refuge because he knew David was the, he was the, the Sayeret, he was the fighting, the, the spearhead of Saul's army, and Saul's army was much less dangerous without David, and Saul and Achish were enemies. So King David wanted refuge in Philistia, then Philistia, to flee Saul, so he asked for a place of refuge, and Achish was glad to give. Achish gave him the town of Siklag. Siklag is on the Groar River. It's right, you can see, slightly, slightly east of Gaza and in the south. It's half equidistant between Gaza and uh, Beersheba, and it's right near the town of Nitivot, where Babasali is buried. So King David got the town of Achish, and it's still there. It's still the biblical site. Is, is it still there? That the tell. That the ruins of of Ziklag are, are right still at that place. So, what happened was King David went to meet the army of Achish and to join them in their war against the enemy. He went to Afek. Afek is further north; it's about fifty kilometers to the north, near today's town of Elad. Uh, 
Uh, Achish says, no, we don't want you to fight with us. You go back home. And so this journey took three days. Took three days from King David to go to Afek and to come back home to Siklag. Meanwhile, he left, they, they left the, he and his other 300 soldiers, they left 600 soldiers. They left their wives and their children alone. Their children, they're, they're capable of taking care of their mothers. But what had happened by the time when King David was up north, Amalek came and Amalek captured the whole town of Siklag. What he did, he took all the inhabitants of Ziklag captive, King David's wives, two of King David's wives, Achinoam and Avigail, his beloved wife, Avigail, took them captives and with the children, they took them to the south and they burned the entire town of Ziklag. So when King David came down with the soldiers to Ziklag, everything was burned and they didn't know if the hostages that Amalek took, they were alive or dead, they didn't know anything. And what they wanted to do, they blamed David, they blamed, looking for a leader to blame. And they wanted to stone David. So David right away called Eviatar. Eviatar was the high priest who was loyal to King David. Eviatar had the breastplate. In the breastplate, there's the Urim and the Tumim, the two jewels, where behind the jewels is Hashem's name is written. And there, the king of Israel, the rightful king of Israel, which King David was, can ask a question, Hashem will answer. So King David even though his, his, his soldiers, they were so angry at him and they were broken and they lost their wives and they lost their children and they're all in captives. And this is everybody, everybody had a wife or children or both in captive. And King David asked of Hashem, he said, Hashem, shall I pursue Amalek? Hashem answered King David. This is an answer from Hashem. Not only should you pursue Amalek, you should kill every one of them. So King David took the army, took all 600, and told them to have to pursue. And they went they went south in the direction of Amalek, in the direction of, of, of Sinai, and the southern negative. Southern negative. Uh, 200 were exhausted. They couldn't continue. They couldn't cross over the, the river wadi. 400 did. So with 400 soldiers, King David, they found an, a, an Egyptian. The Egyptian was a slave of Amalek. And King David used intel. He knew how to interrogate and interrogated the Egyptian, found out exactly where Amalek was, found out that Amalek was having a party now, enjoying his spoils. And King David, in the middle of the night, he had a guerrilla attack, and they destroyed all of Amalek, except 400 Amalekites managed to escape. The rest of the Amalekite nation he destroyed, and they brought back every one of the captives. Didn't ask twice. And this was deterrence. This is what the Torah, the Bible, and Samuel the prophet, this extent was deterrences. So what all the threats, we see the threats against Lebanon, the threats against Lebanon, threats against Lebanon, and Nasrallah all the time is testing the water a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And you see how Israel is reacting. Well, according, it seems that obvious Israel wants to pay, to put its attention on Gaza until our captives are freed. And meanwhile, keep Lebanon on the back burner but that's not the way Nasrallah wants it. It seems that in the language of the Middle East, Israel has no choice but to attack, uh, attack Hezbollah and to hurt them badly. You see, in a European war, if someone attacks an army base, then you attack their army base and, and uh, that's retaliation, not Middle East retaliation. If someone attacks an army base, then you wipe out a city. This is the only language that's a turret in the Middle East. It's a, don't like to speak like that. 
But this is this is the Torah. This is the Torah is giving us precedent. And if our leaders would pay attention to Torah, they have a Muna and what Hashem is, and even ask, ask the ask the sages of the generation and see how that would answer. Says, this is we don't have high priest and we don't have the breastplate, we don't have Rory Ptoim, we don't have Basin Megdash. But the more that we make tshuva, this Hashem is waiting for us to make tshuva. Hashem wants to give us Mashiach, Hashem wants to give us Basin Megdash. But what we have to do, we have to realize that we're in the Middle East and we have terrible, cruel, beyond cruel enemies. And see, j- just today, there's nothing at all, no military connection between the workers, the electric company, and the army, just fixing down powered line, and this, this, they, they got attacked. It's the same way Hezbollah, there's no difference between Hezbollah and Hamas. This is the axis of evil, and you could see the axis of evil, it's worldwide. People think that, uh, that we're fighting an unjust war. Okay, if Israel doesn't fight this war tomorrow, you're going to fight it in Canada, you're going to fight it in the UK, you're going to fight it in America. And you see how fast the anti-Semitism, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon of anti-Semitism, all the anti-Semitism is coming out of the woodwork. So we have to be strong in our conviction, strong in our commitment to Torah, and strong in our commitment to Hashem and Amuna. And with that, go into combat with Amuna, and nothing is stronger because Hashem is with us, and Hashem fights our battles. And let's hope hear good news from one another. And let's hope our enemies fall by the wayside and Hashem gives us a complete victory together with Mashiach Tzidkenu and our rebuilt holy temple. Speed in our days. Amen. God bless. Let's hear good tidings.